All right. Peace, family. Welcome back to your power call. This morning, we're going to be hearing from Brother Willie Muhammad, and we're going to be doing a Q&A, actually. And yesterday, if you missed yesterday's episode, uh, he spoke about understanding Master Far Muhammad. And the first part he spoke about really the reality of God. Um, is he is he material? Is he spirit? Is he a spook? You know, we hear that in our book, Message to the Black Man. So we went over that yesterday. He gave a lot of examples from the Quran, from the Bible. I'm talking about making it real plain, okay? So this morning, man, I said, man, can we have him on again? Because yesterday I had to go, but um, we was getting to the Q&A part, you know, about the reality of God. And uh, he was like, man, don't hold nothing back. Because if you don't ask the question, then, you know, how can you grow if you sitting back pretending like you believe or pretending like you know, and you just don't want to ask the question because you don't want nobody else to know that you don't know? Well, that's one of the dumbest things we could do, right? Because if we don't ever express that we don't know, we never could really get the answer. Um, so we're not fooling nobody but ourselves. You know, it's kind of like... Um, Back in the day when I used to play basketball in high school, if I skip weights or, you know, they, you know, you're not really doing your drills. He used to say, you, you, you know, you're not hurting me. You know, you're not hurting me by skipping your reps. You hurting yourself. So by you holding back your questions, because I know we all got some. So even yesterday we had about two, three hands go up. Come on, man. We talking about the topic of God. Y'all ain't got no questions. Come on now. So if you would like to come on the Zoom with us. Uh, and ask, you know, a question uh, or join the call every morning, Monday through Friday. Text the word nation to 833-276-7174. Text the word nation to 833-276-7174. Now, let's get right to it. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah. And Muhammad is his messenger. I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum. Now, um, if you have a question and you're on the Zoom, go ahead and raise your hand. I think uh, I think we got through all the hands yesterday, but I know there's more questions. So go ahead and raise your hand on the Zoom if you want to start off with your first question. Uh, actually, if y'all, you know, I, I get it rocking and rolling. Uh, somebody asked something on a post that I made yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I got you. Uh, here goes one, Brother Willie. So the first question is, in the Bible, it talks about ye are all gods, right? So we, we, we often quote, ye are all gods, children of the Most High God. But in that scripture, it says, ye are all gods, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. So can you address that? Where it does say, yeah, all guys, but the, 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 the sentence after states, but ye uh, will fall like men. 
In the name of Allah, of beneficent and merciful, we thank Almighty God Allah for his coming in the person, Master Farad Muhammad. We thank him for raising and teaching the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we also thank them both for their preparation and leaving one in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who I can personally say if it were not for him, I would not be able to be on this call even presenting what we are presenting and attempting to answer these questions. And in addition to all of that, I want to thank Almighty God Allah for each and every one of you all who are getting up in the morning to participate in a call like this. And I greet you with the greeting words of peace and paradise. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. So that's a very great scripture, man. And in fact, I was contemplating maybe de dealing with that scripture in my lecture coming up this Sunday. This is one of the reasons why the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad are so important because it can help us understand that scripture, right? So it's talking about a people who are referred to as the gods and they're the children of the most high God. And that was their existence at a point. And then they fail. In Christian theology, they always talk about the fall of Adam. How Adam was basically made the Khalifa. He was put on earth, Adam and Eve, a man and a woman, men and women, human beings. The original people were put on the earth to rule the earth and replenish the earth in, in the absence of God. But then something took something happened, which caused them to fall. So what that scripture is talking about, brothers and sisters, is the fall of the original black man and woman. Where we were the, the as they say in the Masonic uh, rituals, we are the Hiram and the Biff. Or they say, they don't say this, the Mosai Elijah Muhammad explains it. But the Hiram was a was a person that Solomon, solo man, appointed him to build the kingdom of God on earth. And he was kidnapped and, and, and beat by some ruffians and then buried in a shallow grave. The Mosaic Elijah Muhammad says that that is talking about the fall of the original people on the planet Earth. So when you read that, what Brother Ben just said, that's talking about our fall. And this also is one of the reasons why God has to come back. He has to come and visit us so he can restore us back to where we have fallen from. And we believe that that took place. We believe the we believe that that took place upon the coming of Master Farah Muhammad, who then gave us a body of knowledge to the Mosambi Elijah Muhammad, who began to start teaching this body of knowledge. And now the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and is on the process of bringing us back to our divine selves. When we say God, what does God mean? Some people think that God means that's his actual name. No, God simply means force and power. And so what the, the process now is to bring the black man and woman, the original people, the fathers and mothers of civilization back to our original state. And this is kind of alluded to in the ritual of Hajj that's in Mecca. You have all of these people of these different colors and different backgrounds, different genders, different educational level. They all walk around this black stone. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that that is a sign how when the black man is restored, and as Jesus said this as well, he said the rejected stone will now become the cornerstone of God's kingdom. And when we are restored back to our rightful place, the world will fall back into its rightful place and all of humanity will fall back into their rightful place. So that's what that means.
Yes, sir. Thank you. For those who are coming on, we are doing a Q&A about Master Fahd Muhammad. Brother Willie just did a beautiful presentation yesterday explaining the reality of God and the what we mean when we say Allah appeared in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad. Many have had questions about that over the years. So we wanted to just do a dialogue, Q&A. Uh, getting some understanding, brother Willie got some books that I, we want to promote at the end of this for you guys to go purchase and, and, and get more uh, knowledge and uh, all of the research that he's done and compiled in his book. But today we're doing a Q&A so you can get those pressing questions that's been on your mind over these years, over these months. After you heard us say this, you may have got the final call newspaper where it says we believe that Allah appeared in the person of Master Far Muhammad. We believe that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad met with God face to face. What do we mean by this? So this is the time where you can come and get your questions answered. All right, Brother Wesley, go ahead. Assalamualaikum family. Um, I actually received a couple questions as well. Um, and one of which I, I kind of am curious about it as well. But one, the first question was, where is Master Far Muhammad now? And why does Allah hide himself? Um. In the most simplest way, Master Farah Muhammad is wherever he wants to be. But wherever he is right now, he's somewhere working and planning and also watching our development. The second part, when it talks about why he hides himself, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this often. There's a great detail of these responses I can go into, but it would be more beneficial to those who are on here if you go and do some studying yourself, right? So I'm going to go this. This is why the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad are so important. Go and read or go and view a lecture by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is on YouTube titled The Knowledge of God. In that lecture, and also listen to the Theology of Time series by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. In those talks, they talk about why there was a period of this history of the throughout the annals of the history of the world that the knowledge of God was hidden, right? And so, like in the Holy Quran, they said uh, in Surah 2, and they give some things that to give you criteria of being a believer. And one of them, it says, belief in the unseen. And some of our Muslim brothers and sisters from the East used to try to use that to say, see, God is not a human being. He's unseen. But when you look into the actual Arabic, it doesn't mean unseen in the sense that it can't be seen. It means something that is hidden. And the teachings of the most Elijah Muhammad explain to us why God hid himself. Right. And he hid himself to allow Satan to have a period of rulership on the planet Earth for six thousand years. But then in that seven thousand year, this seven angel comes. And this seventh angel comes and he comes to make known the knowledge of God. Can I share my screen? Yes, I kind of yep. try to put some stuff together. I say, I know some questions are going to come up and I said, I want to have some visuals. Can y'all see my screen? Uh, not yet. It ain't, it ain't loaded all the way up yet. Let me see. I got so many. Maybe there it is. Let me show you this, this verse. If I can find it. Here we go right here. Let me close this. Here's a, a quick scripture to go and look at. Move this out the way. I don't know if it, it says in Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seven angel, when he shall begin to sound, 
the mystery of God should be finished. Well, what does that mean? Why the seventh angel? Why not the sixth angel? Why not the fourth angel? Why not the third angel? It's the seventh angel because in the scriptures for our Christian brothers and sisters, the people were getting on Jesus because he was healing people on the Sabbath. And Jesus told them how hypocritical they are that if a donkey falls in a, in a hole on a Saturday, on a Sabbath, they would get the donkey out. But here they were tripping because he was healing people on the Sabbath. And if you know people who practice Jews and Seventh-day Adventists, the Sabbath is called the seventh. That's the Saturday in the workday, right? That's why some people say you're supposed to go to church on Saturday, not Sunday. And Sunday is the first day of the week. Well, Jesus told them the Sabbath man is not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath is made for the man. The Sabbath is the seven is symbolic of the 7000 year. This is why that seven angel comes. And that seven angel is symbolic of the last messenger of Allah, which we believe is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad who comes making the mystery of God finish, meaning he's going to answer these questions because God is going to give him the answers. Like we have questions like brother asked, somebody asked, where is God? How does God look? Why, where has God been through all this time when all this quote unquote madness has been going on the planet earth? What form does God exist in? The teachings of the Most High Elijah Muhammad help us to understand those answers and why God was hidden and also who God is going to reveal himself to. And I'll close on this. The Most High Elijah Muhammad said that the, the reality of God had been hidden for 66 trillion years. And guess who God decided to reveal the secret to, to reveal all of why he has been hidden for that long, the black man and woman in America. Yes, sir. I have a question. The question is this, um, in our, in our program point number 12, it says, we believe that Allah God appeared in the person of master Far Muhammad, the long awaited Messiah of the Christians and the Magdi of the Muslims. Now, can you explain the Messiah part? Because we have Master Far Muhammad being the Messiah. Mm. We're taught that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is also the Messiah. But then we're also taught that the minister is the Messiah. So can you break that down on how they all are called Messiahs if he is Allah? That's it. That's a great question, man. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farr kind of recently has been leading us into that understanding. Hold on, real quick. Did you want to keep that on the screen while you're talking? I was just checking. Okay. No, uh, I'll take it up. I'll take it up because I don't have a slide for that. But I'll tell you as the Honorable Minister Louis Farr kind of explained that. He said that Master Farah Muhammad came wearing two hats, one Mahdi and one Messiah. But he came wearing those two hats, not that he was some total of those things but to he was coming to raise two individuals who will be the fulfillment also of the Mahdi and the messiah there's a very important lecture that i would encourage you all to go and listen to is the honorable minister louis farrakhan's lecture on youtube titled the four jesuses why am i suggesting that lecture in answering that question because the minister shows in that lecture how under the figure named jesus in the new testament Traditionally and historically, the world has been taught that it's talking about one man. And so when people have read that, they're reading it where they're thinking about one man. But the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan begins to start showing in that scripture how there are certain things that are taking place 
by several different people that's under that same name. Let me give you an example. I quoted on yesterday the scripture from Matthew that says the son of man will travel from the east until the west, right? He's going to leave the eastern hemisphere and come to the western hemisphere. Jesus of 2000 years ago never left Palestine. Scholars say this. He never left Palestine. He never left that area that's known as Israel. So how could that be talking about him coming from the east unto the west? I hope you understand that quite that point. Here's another thing. Here you have Jesus in the, in the garden where they say he prayed so much to God that the cup be passed and then he accepted it. They said he was sweating blood, I think. And then you got this figure on the cross. Now, after Jesus had showed all of his faith in God, when there was a he was on the boat with the disciples and a, a storm started, disciples got shook. Jesus got up. He was sleeping. He said, peace be still. He raised the dead to life. He did all of these things, right? And then when he's on the cross on the final hour that he's been telling everybody about, now he gets on the cross and said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's basically saying, God, his father, why have you left me like this? And the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said, that's not an image of the Jesus, the Messiah. That Jesus in that sense is talking about black people. We're on the cross. They're making mockery of us by putting uh, thorns around our head. They put nails in our hands, nails in our feet, meaning we can't use our hands to do something for ourselves. We can't use our feet to go where we want to go. We've been punching. We've been ridiculed. And then while this one was on the cross, they said he calls out for Elijah. Well, wait a minute. Why is he calling out for Elijah? Because that's talking about a people who are symbolically referred to as Jesus on the cross. But traditionally, people have been thinking that this is a man thousands of years ago on the cross. So I say that to say there are some prophecies about the Messiah and the Mahdi that Master Farah Muhammad fulfills. The Messiah coming from the sun, son of man coming from the east to the west. The Mahdi that's going to come and he's going to set down, he's going to break the cross. But there's some of the things dealing with the Messiah and the Mahdi, ought, which ought to be fulfilled by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. That's a very big discussion, a big question. And I tried to make it as simple as possible. Hopefully people took notes and you can begin to go back and you can study. Yes, sir. I'm going to pass it over to Brother King Cam real quick to get some questions from the uh, from the audience. Go ahead, Brother Cam. <laughs> Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, brother, uh, Minister Willie. Walaikum salam. There was a question that was posed um, in the chat uh, by Brother Fred. He said, is Master Fahd Muhammad the son of man? There's an individual in Mississippi who calls himself son of man. Are they affiliated? Oh, the brother in Mississippi, I forgot what his name was, but he calls himself the son of man, right? And because he he sees himself as that. But we know, according to the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, that the son of man, one of the primary figures that fulfilled that is Master Farah Muhammad, right? And so the same thing we talked about yesterday, if, if, if brother sees himself as the son of man, look at what the scriptures say about what the son of man would do and look and see if brother is doing that. That's You see what I'm saying? Let's see what the son of man would do. 
His brother doing that. The son of man has said he's going to raise these. Uh, one son of man is mentioned in the book of Ezekiel. He's going to he's going to raise a, a, a valley of dry bones. You see, so in short, the son of man, the number one figure that it talks about under that title is Master Farah Muhammad. Yes, sir. Thank you for that, brother uh, Willie. Yes, sir. Second question uh, was from brother Jay. He says, "Assalamu alaikum." My question is, why did he allow, I'm assuming Allah, why did he allow the devil to rule for 6,000 years? Was there an agreement? Why go and hide him? Mm. This is why, I'm going to say this again, for us to study the teachings of the Most Honorable Muhammad, start with message to the black man. So we are taught that Allah and self-creation of himself he saw something in himself that it was also that existed in a human being. And he saw something that needed to be perfected in the human being. But in order for it to be perfected, it had to be brought out, right? You know, one time, brother, I don't know if it was one of these Louisiana mosquitoes bit me or something, man. And I had like a sore on my, on my, on my shin, on my leg. And I'm putting alcohol on it. I'm putting peroxide on it, but it wouldn't heal. But I saw it had infection in it. And it wasn't until I squares, or my wife says squares, or squeezed that infection, when the infection came out, that's when it began to start healing. So the album Minister Lord's Farrakhan teaches that there was a wobble in the nature of the human being that God wanted to perfect. And in order for God to perfect it, he had to allow circumstances to take place in order to get that out of us. And the brother, when I first came into the nation of Islam, the brother who fished me in, who's now our student captain, brother Jason Muhammad, he, do, he told me this analogy. There's a movie that Richard Pryor, late Richard Pryor, comedian played, and it's called Brewster's Million, where Richard Pryor's father left him with a million dollars and he had to hurry up and spend it. He couldn't just give it away. He had to, he had to, he had to give it away. He couldn't spend it. And if he did that in a certain amount of time, he'll be, he'll be given more wealth. Well, there was a character in the movie named John Candy and John Candy was he was offered the opportunity to smoke a cigarette or a cigar. He was like, no, I don't want to smoke that. And they were asking him why. And he told him this story. And this relates to the point. He said one day his as a child, his daddy caught him smoking one of his cigars and his daddy said, you want to smoke? Take he gave him the whole box of cigars and said, go in the closet and don't come out until you've smoked all of those cigars. So John Candy smoked character smoked all of those cigars to such a degree that it made him tremendously sick. And he was so sick that when he left out of that thing as a child, he made up in his mind, I'm never going to smoke anything again. So Allah in the Holy Quran says, uh, help me out if you all know the scripture. Corruption has appeared on the earth based upon what man hands have wrought. So God has allowed this madness to take place because he wants the human beings to get so sick and tired of evil and injustice and indecency that we say we don't want nothing but Allah. And then we can spiritually and mentally do what we do in our prayers when we do the Salat, when we raise our hands up and we say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, where, we will where God wouldn't have to force us to surrender our will. The circumstances and our desire for righteousness will make us surrender our will to Almighty God Allah. So God had to allow that to take place. He had to allow circumstances to take place. Because as some people say, experience is the best teaching. Yes, sir. Thank you. Next, we're going to go to Brother Martin. 
What's your question? Wait, hold on. Wait, I I'll turn it on. I'm gonna make it to it. Y'all can y'all can turn your stuff on. Go ahead, brother Martin. Sound like brother. Brother really, yes, sir. Can you go back to Revelations and teach on the Lamb of God, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? I think that's a beautiful point for you to expound on, brother. Soon later. In the theology of time, the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad began to start referring to himself as the Lamb of God. And I think I'm going to, let me, I think this is on. I'm going to go back and share this PowerPoint again, brother Ben. Let me go there. The Mozambique Elijah Muhammad, we believe that the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad is in various fulfillment in various aspects of various of the people in the Bible and the Quran, their lives. And we believe that there are some aspects of the life of Jesus. No, you know something? It was in the one from it was in the one from last week. So I can't go and do that. So we believe that the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad fulfills some aspects of the life of Jesus. Like I mentioned, they gave a, a simple example, historical example. They say that Jesus would cast out Satan. He would cast out Satan from among people. Malcolm X was known as Satan in the in the prison. And when he heard the teachings of the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad, he stopped allowing himself to be referred from that name by that name. That's an example, a real life example of Satan being cast out of people. It's not ghosts coming all out of people. Something you see on some horror flick, they throw water on somebody's and a monster start coming out of their mouth. So the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad fulfills aspects of the life of Jesus. So in the book of Revelation, it speaks about the lamb. And it's a lamb who appeared to be slain. And in the theology of time, we believe that that lamb is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the work that the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad did, giving, helping the blind to see, helping the, the deaf to hear. People have been made to believe that that's solely talking about somebody who's literally blind and I'm saying literally blind and literally can't hear. But. Jesus in the scriptures, they talk about how there will be those who have eyes, but yo, they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. It's talking about a spiritual condition of blind, being blind, deaf, and dumb. Yes, and sir. we believe the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad fulfills that. Yes, sir. For those who are just now coming on on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're at, you can come join us every Monday. I mean, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, we have the power call. You can text the word nation to the number 833-276-7174. Again, text the word nation to 833-276-7174. And if you would like to be my special guest and join us this Friday at your local Muhammad Mosque or study group in the Nation of Islam, you don't got to join if you don't want to. That's between you and God. You can go to www.noistudygroup.com and fill out that form and we'll get with you and help you find your particular location. Today, we're doing a topic on questions and answers about Master Fard Muhammad. Okay, we believe that Allah came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. So for those who got questions about what do we mean, what do that mean, and you want to get an understanding about the reality of God, we have our brother Willie Muhammad who has written, written books about the reality and, 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 and some of the questions people have about Master Fard Muhammad. So we asked him to come on for a second day just to answer some of the questions that people may have had yesterday. So we're going to go over to Sister Sacred. 
Go ahead. Good morning and peace and blessings to everyone. Um, I didn't have a direct question, but I'm just trying to gain the understanding. So I just wanted to quickly uh, talk about what I've learned and if my learnings are incorrect or not, or just further explain to me. So I do understand the word Islam means submission to God. I do understand Muslims are followers of Islam. Um, then let's see the second part. But where I kind of get confused when we talk about Abraham and um, his two sons, Ishmael was uh, Abraham's first son born um, from the mother Hagar, who was the Egyptian slave woman. Uh, and that was because Sarah thought she could not have children. And then she did. She had a son, the promised son, Isaac. Um, with that, Ishmael and Hagar were um, banned to the desert, which is, I guess they call it Mecca. And then Isaac, um, he then became the God's covenant um, through Isaac and then Jacob. Um, but now through Jacob came the Hebrew Israelites and the 12 tribes, but God kept the promise to Ishmael that he would also, uh, he was the father of 12 rulers and he would also rise up, um, with a great nation of his own, which I feel is Islam. So then from there, um, let me see, I'm trying to go through my notes. It seems like Muslim and Israelites, they follow almost identical laws and commandments of God. But then when you mentioned uh, Master Fard uh, Muhammad came to look for the lost people or the lost sheep, the people in the Bible are the children of Israel or Hebrew Israelites. Those were the ones that were lost. And um, because they did not obey the laws and commandments of God, and because of that, they were punished and scattered to the four corners of the earth. And you can find out more talk about that in like Deuteronomy 28. And um, part of that punishment was being put back into bondage. And those people put back um, in bondage were brought back to bondage by ships. Now, I know that the um, Jews, they claim to be the Hebrew Israelites because of the Holocaust, but they were brought back in or they were brought into bondage by train, not by ship. And that's why it said that the black man, mm -hmm. we are the ones that were brought back into bondage by the ship. So with that, I'm wondering why not as a race, Oh, that's another thing, because as a race, we have been given so many bywords, you know, we were called Negro, colored, uh, African-American, which is two continents, black, which is a color. How come as a race, we don't call ourselves Hebrew? And as our religion, we practice, uh, we call our, we practice the religion of Islam. So mm -hmm. it's just like, it's a division. And if we're supposed to be coming together, it seems like the head of the Hebrew Israelites, who are the guys that you see wearing the fringes, and the head of Islam, they should get together and come to some kind of commonality or, you know, through the scriptures and bring us all together under one nation 
which is possibly a Hebrew nation with the religion of Islam. So that's kind of my question and uh, just one better understanding of that. Yes, ma'am. Man. Before, you, before, you, before you answer that, Brother Willie, we're going to get to this question. But after this, please, everyone, the topic is about Master Farad Muhammad. We want to get all your questions answered as we can on the power call. But today, just for the sake of time, there are people who's at work that can't, you know, can't come on camera, that can't raise their hands. Just want to make an announcement. We can keep all the questions about Master Far Muhammad and in the chat for today, just for today, family. If we can be respectful and let just the questions be asked inside the chat because the team got to scroll through. And when I pass it to Brother Cam, he has to read the chat to be able to tell Brother Willie what the question is. So we don't want to be scrolling past other, you know, other statements and things of that nature. Just for today, we want to get all questions, serious, genuine questions that people have about Master Far Muhammad. Thank you. Go ahead, uh, Brother, Will Brother Willie. Beautiful. And I appreciate, I can sense the sincerity in our sister's uh, question. I posted a, a title of a lecture in the chat titled uh, The Seed of Abraham, Muslim, Christian, and Jews. Who are the, who are the seed? And the Honorable Minister Lord's Farrakhan deals with that. I know, in the, I know in the Islamic and the Christian world, there's this battle between the uh, Abraham's son Ishmael, Abraham's son Jacob, and who, and they say that the Muslims came from Ishmael and stuff like that. In the nation of Islam, we don't get into that because Allah says in the Holy Quran that Abraham was a Muslim. And the Mozambelaj Muhammad in the book Message to the Black Man, he talks about how what you read about in about most of what you read about Israel in the Bible is symbolically referring to black people in America. He actually said that Israel is really symbolic for the tribe of Shabazz, which symbolizes the people of God, right? So, and when you talk about Israel in the scriptures, these are the people of God who ended up going through this sojourn where they were in bondage for 400 years. And it didn't take place back in the day in Egypt. That took place when they brought us here on a good ship, Jesus in 1555 with Sir John Hawkins. So, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, if you go and you research his history, he has had and still has a relationship with members of the Hebrew Israelites, right? Uh, ben Amin and stuff like that. Some of the some of the organizations that you see out now, some of them, from my perspective and my experience, some of them don't have a desire to want to be um, in a court or uh, having having a, a unity with other people, right? But that's not symbol. That's not representative of all of the the other Hebrews who do. So Ben mean who the people who they, they gathered and they went to, um, they went to Israel and they're, they're now we have great relationships with them and their aspects of our belief that line up with theirs. Both of us see ourselves as being God's chosen people, you know, and that is referred to in the scripture as Israel. But all of that is talking about what is taking place now. People have been taught for years to look at the scripture as something that was taking place back then. But the Mozambelaj Muhammad said because of tampering and also to hide certain identities, certain stuff was put into under uh, different names. But if you look at the characteristics and what those people experienced and you match that up with history, you will see who fulfills who fulfills that particular scripture. Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to pass it to Brother Cam to ask a couple questions from the chat.
Yes, sir. So, uh, Brother Ben said, uh, peace family. He said, my question is, where is the originator of the heavens and the earth? And how is the NOI theology different from the Christian's Trinity concept? So I, I know Brother Ben. Brother Ben, I know you have access to the message to the black man. So I'm going to encourage you to go and get that book, Message to the Black Man, where the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad specifically talks about the originator. The originator began all of this, but the originator is no longer here physically. Those are the exact, those are the words of the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But that which made the originator who he was has been passed down and passed down throughout the annals of time from one person to another person. And now that presence, that energy, that force, that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, that spirit is in Master Farah Muhammad. And this is why we say we believe Allah appeared in the person of Master Farah Muhammad. As it relates to the Trinity, the Trinity is the belief that Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, three three different entities are all one. In the very opening, I think the opening paragraph of the first chapter in Message to the Black Man, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad deals with that. So go get that book and read it and you will find your answer to that. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Willie. The second question uh, in the chat was, I would like to increase my knowledge on uh, Brother Jabril Muhammad, did you say closing the gap would be a good reference? Oh, that's not. I mean, you can speak to that, Brother Willie, if you want to. But another question was, I have heard different things about the gathering of Israel. What is the actual gathering? What is the actual gathering of Israel? You, you went out, Brother yes, sir. King King. So go and read what I talked about you on yesterday. Go and read Ezekiel chapter 34. The, God, the true gathering of Israel when it talks about God coming to gather them. God said he was going to search the earth looking for his lost sheep. That's the gathering. Ezekiel 34. Go and read that. Yes, sir. We're going to go over to. Oh, and let me clarify because somebody asked me via DM. Do you just ask the questions in the chat now? No. If you can come on camera. If you can come on your mic. Raise your hand so that you can just ask him directly. We want to preserve the chat for those who cannot come on camera, for those who cannot come on the mic, and they may be at work, so they want to just put the answer in the chat, and we don't want anybody to be missed, all right? So if you're on camera, I mean, uh, for, for, let me just go back. The questions are about Master Farah Muhammad, the reality of God, okay? That's what the questions are about today. If you can come on camera and you got a microphone, the 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 uh, question is, please raise your hand. Can you raise your hand? If you cannot come on camera, you you driving, you uh you at work, you just you can't come off the mic. Okay, then just ask your question inside of the chat. Also, please for today, thank you all. If you can, please not type anything other than a question because the team has to go back and find all of the questions so that when I pass it to Brother King Cam, he, he didn't got to scroll through everything else. So if you can, only ask questions inside of the chat. All right. Next, we're going to pass it over to Sister Shireen. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. All right, Brother Ben, you was just playing a lecture. 
in and in Minister Farrakhan said that Master Farah Muhammad came to make us all gods. But he I'm I'm getting a little bit twisted, but I know he is gonna be the head of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is going to be the head yeah. of us as a body. So is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad evolving into being the supreme being over us? Does that make sense? Yes. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, your, your question in regards to, uh, you know, there's this title where we say the black man is God, right? And remember, Brother Ben opened up talking about, he quoted a, a scripture somebody actually said, we were all gods and we've fallen. And we know that Master Farah Muhammad had to come and, and begin the process of bringing us back to that particular, that particular um, status that we're in. And, you know, when you go out, there's a scripture in the book of Exodus. I want you to go and read that. Just I don't know the exact scripture, but it's in the book of Exodus where God tells Moses, I'm going to make you a God amongst a Pharaoh and I'm going to make Aaron your prophet. Right. So he, he elevates this Moses to like a God like status. And what a God simply means is force and power. He's going to right now as human beings, we don't have. We don't consistently demonstrate our force and power. You got people right now, instead of disciplining themselves to lose weight, they're going to get their stomachs stapled, get their stomachs cut in half. Or they're, they're also taking this. There's this new drug now my wife is telling me about that they're taking and is making people lose weight, but it's also causing tumors to develop in their bodies. So you have the human being who Allah said he created to be with the ability to say being it is. But can't even get off of cigarettes, can't even get up in the morning to pray. We're not using our force and power. So Allah wants to come and make where every human being can use our force and power consistently and use our force and power in a righteous manner. Because right now, most of people, most of the world is using the force and power to do evil. So Allah comes to restore the human being to this level of of that, and I heard the minister say on this Saturday, and that's a bit a, 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 law, a greater, larger question as well, sis. Uh, where the minister said on this Saturday, he said the Mozambi Lodge Muhammad is the original man of this dispensation. So go and study that. I got a quick text from someone, uh, Brother Fahim. Can you come on? Can you come off the mic, Brother Brother Fahim? Brother Fahim, are you on the call? Yes, sir. Salam alaikum, brother Ben. Well, like salam. Are you the Fahim that that I heard uh, recited uh, this past uh, uh, yesterday, or is this a different Fahim? I believe that's me. Oh man! Congratulations. <laughs> hey. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Come on, man! Congratulations, man! So, uh, what mos what mos did you uh recite at? I recited at the mighty uh mos fifteen right here in Atlanta. I believe Brother King Cam was uh he was watching you in here, Cam. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The one five. Yes, sir. <laughs> Brother Cam was right there. Praise be to a man. That's what's up, man. Who invited you out? Big brother Ghazi Muhammad. I know you know Ghazi, yes, uh, brother Ben. Yes, sir. Brother yeah, Ghazi is the OG. That's the big brother. I met Ghazi in Atlanta, like I was explaining last night. And Ghazi said, You registered brother? And I was like, Man, I'm not, but I need to go ahead on and jump on that. And I did that. And it's been a it's been a lot of brothers and sisters. Brother King Cam, we talked, we had a discussion behind closed doors. Sister Tamara is super, super supportive and encouraging. Man, it's just been a whole lot. Uh, I got to give my shouts out to the big brother Shakir as well. He's another brother, man, that's uh, super duper encouraging. So, man, yes, sir. Praise be to Allah, man. Thank you for that, man. Uh, and, and, and may Allah bless you on your journey. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Man. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> let's go over. Let's go. Uh, let's go over to uh, brother Rashid Ali. Man. Well, look at that boy. That's what I'm looking. Hey, brother Willie. I got challenged with a question and they asked me, they was like, so y'all believe that Master Muhammad is God. And so they was like, so is he, because we say that, you know, Allah created himself in triple darkness. So then they asked, like, so is he the one that didn't have the parents? And, you know, I really didn't know the answer to that. So if you can help me with that. All right, I'm going to show a screen because I know a question like this was going to come up. And I want to make sure that we get this. Okay. I'm going to start off with this, this particular slide right here. Man, I don't know why. I hate this thing on Zoom and always. Okay, this is a key part. The Mozambelaj Muhammad taught us that Masfara Muhammad was born on February 26, 1877, who we say is Allah. But you know he did not mean that Allah, this is the first time Allah ever existed in the universe in 1877. Because the Mozambelaj Muhammad teaches us that he was taught by Masfara Muhammad that the universe has been in existence for trillions of years. So here's the key point. The Mozambique Muhammad never said or wrote that Allah God was born on that above date. He doesn't use that language. But what he does say is that that vessel that holds Allah's spirit was born on that day. And you've heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan use this analogy. He said, if you get take a big jar of water and then you take some of that water and you pour it all out into another, let's say, a, a, a bowl. Then you remove that. Then you got the water is now in the bowl. Then you take it and you take that water that's in the bowl. Now you're pouring it in a coffee cup. The vessel keeps changing, but what's in the vessel continues to keep existing in each vessel. I hope we understand that point. Now, when they talk about, let me see if I have this on here. When they talk about he begets not, nor is he begotten, right? Y'all have heard that statement. Here mm -hmm. we go. Begets means to procreate as the father begotten means to be brought in existence by a parent in this book i'm going to ask you all to go and study go and get it the birth of the savior pages 52 to 55 the mozambi Elijah muhammad addresses that he said the originator of the heavens and the earth was not begotten he had no father or mother that's why we say that he's self-created and then the mozambi Elijah muhammad goes further and the minister talks about this in the knowledge of god which is on youtube 
he says that we can't say that he begets not, because if he say we begets not, how are you and I here as a people? When Allah and the Holy Quran says that we all came from a single essence. Well, whose essence we came from? Came from Allah. And there's a deeper understanding to that that's related to the self-creation of the woman and how we say we have the blood and the DNA in our, in our, in our body as the original people on the planet Earth. So when you deal with them, according to the teachings of the Mozambelaj Muhammad, it's talking about the originator who had no father or mother. And we can't say he don't beget because we're here. And we say that God is our ultimate father, our ultimate, ultimate parent, right? Let me go further into this. So that's, in essence, my response to that, to that question. Go and read the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's words where he talks about um, the knowledge of God. He explains the beget and the begot, begets and be, uh, begotten and the most Elijah Muhammad in this book. You know, our brothers and sisters from the East, they have been having the Quran for, for years and they have a certain mindset. And they have had the Quran revealed to them or revealed to them in that part of the world in absence of the reality of God being hidden. Remember, the reality of God was not was revealed thousands of years after Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, to that seven angel who's now coming to help us to understand what these scriptures mean. Because there are Islamic scholars who debate about the begotten and the be and the be begotten and begets. And they've been rambling, writing volumes of books. But Allah has given an answer to this man who never finished the third, who only finished the third grade of education. And now his servant, his, his representative in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, has the answer to those questions. I hope that helps. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I have a question before we pass it back to Brother King Cam. Uh, when we in modern times say, man, I thank Allah, something happens, man, praise be to Allah. Are, are we saying praise be to Allah to Master Far Muhammad? If so, how, why, or the originator, or the laws that was set up? So, if someone was able to be successful in something, you know, we say, "Man, praise be to Allah." So, was it Master Far Muhammad actively, you know, for millions of people, deeming that to happen, or is this? the laws that's already set up that we're thinking a lot for that. If we do this, this is the equal and opposite reaction because there is no spook. There's just cause and effect. So in modern time, when we're thinking a and praising a who are we thinking in that, in that, in that instance? Great question. And once again, the teachings of the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad, he explains how the Quran says the we and the us and we anointed adorn the, the sun adorn the universe with stars so he says it's talking about a group of individuals throughout the period of time they all are working together in accord with this one will right throughout the annals of time so just like what you say is the universe the honorable minister louis farrakhan says that the universe is like a mammary gland and whoever pulls on it Whoever pulls on it, if they pull on it, the universe has to respond. So you see some of those, you see some people sometimes who may not be living, quote unquote, right from our judgment, but they are pulling on the universe and they're making, and they're making, they're using their ability to say being it is, and they have a measure of success. But if they were living in accord with 
the will and the law of God, they will have even more success. Right? Look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z had a he had a, a, a level of success as a dope dealer. He had a level of success as a, a early rapper. But look at how his level of his success has even increased as he began to start living his life as it gets to be even more in accord with the will of Allah and the laws of God, right? So then you have those of us who know this knowledge, but our pull on the universe is not as strong, even though we know this knowledge. So when we, whatever comes as a result of our pulling on the universe, all praises are due to Allah. And when we say Allah in this dispensation of time, those who know we're giving thanks to Master Farah Muhammad. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's go to Brother John. Then we're going to pass it back to Brother King Cam to get some audience questions as well. Let's go to Brother John. Salam alaikum. Walaikum salam. When we make prayer, who are we praying to? There is, let me go to this right here. Let me share this screen. And here we go. I might just have to leave this on, folks. <laughs> I might have to leave this on right here. That this is a question. <laughs> Some children. Oh, I'm gonna go back here. His book right here. My book, Understanding Master Prophet Muhammad and Refuting the Myths. In this book, this brother deals with that because some people were saying like, oh, we're praying to the originator. The originator don't exist. The Mozambique Lodge Muhammad said that. Mm. So we, we're praying to Allah in the person of Master Farah Muhammad. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Brother King Cam. Yes, sir. All right. So we had, excuse me, I'm trying to scroll through these questions, family. Um, so there was a question that was raised by Sister Brenda, who said, what was the person of Master Fire Muhammad, or I guess purpose of Master Fire Muhammad coming to us in the appearance of looking white, although he is black? It's a really good question because people yeah, that's ask this one a lot. Listen, and that's why we had this. Check this out. Wait, do y'all see, like, you know, at the top, do y'all see refuting the myths or do y'all see my bar at the top? We see refuting. We see refuting. Okay, that, that's why I kept, I'll be seeing the bar that drives me, right? So look at this right here. Master Farah Muhammad's skin color, right? To your left, Megan Marble. She's considered herself a black woman. You familiar with the civil rights, the, the, the Supreme Court case, Homer versus Plessy, which took place in Louisiana? That's Plessy right there. Look at this man who's an actor, Wentworth Miller. They say he's a black, black, black parent, one black parent, one white parent. But his first role, they gave him a role he was playing as a black man. If you just look at them, they look white. Plessy versus Ferguson, how that case started, the, the, the civil rights group in New Orleans got him because he was a black man that appeared to, to look white. They got him to go sit on the front of this train tr trolley stick car. And when he got on, the, 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 the people on the train, because it was segregation, they didn't bother him. But as they start checking the tickets, they saw it said his race was a Negro. 
And they were like, oh, no, you got to get out. So they brought that to the Supreme Court. Like, look, man, you just judged me by my skin color and it was no problem. But then when I showed you my ID, now you want to say I got to go in the back. But my point of it is saying, let's not act like there aren't black people who look white, but they can appear as being black. Right. So a thing to go and study is this Romans chapter eight. Verse three. And our Christian brothers and sisters believe that this is talking about Jesus of 2000 years ago. But once again, since the knowledge of God and the reality of God has been made known, the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad said that this is talking about Master Farah Muhammad. For that, for what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son. Remember, we were taught that Master Farah Muhammad's father wanted to come himself to get us, but he was a jet black man, and America was on the look for a jet black man because they knew the truth, they knew about God and the prophecies. So he says he sent his son, look at the language, in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, right? If you see some, you ever see some people that wear these fake Rolexes? Like, like my brother, uh, not my brother, Rick Ross had did a kind of a diss song against baby. And he said, man, broke my heart. When he would talk about there was somewhere in the Rolexes was not real, but somebody from the distance, he look and say, man, he got a real Rolex because it looks like that. So master Farah Muhammad came in the likeness of sinful flesh. He came looking like the, the rider of the pale horse, but look at what he did that separated him. He condemned sin in the flesh. Name another white man that you know that teaches that their former slave masters, their former slaves are black gods. Name another white man that loved black people who came and taught to the world that we are the original people of the planet Earth. And we created a process. One of our own created a process that grafted white people to the planet Earth. Name another white man, a white woman, even a woman that do those blue eye and brown tests when she was teaching white children about the dangers of racism. Even Tim Wise, who was a white man who condemns racism, none of them with all of their concern and their and their sincerity, sincere concern about black people. None of them stood up and say what all they know about white racism, and what they know about their people. None of them stood up and said, told black people to call them the devil. Master Farah Muhammad came looking like them, as the scripture says, like a thief in the night. And he came to steal us back from them and he condemned. Now, check this out. Aren't we taught that Master Farah Muhammad's father wanted to come, but America and them were waiting on the lookout for anybody coming, specifically some jet black man, a jet black uh, appearance to come. And they they put things into order to stop it. Aren't we taught that? Yes, sir. Check this out. This is in the book titled Black Labor and white wealth. I think it's written by Dr. Claude Anderson. Look at this table to your right. It's the U.S. government's preferential ordering of immigrants according to the official quota set in 1924. We know that Master Farah Muhammad was coming in and out of America from 1910 to 1920. Is that right? Yes, sir. Look at the question number one. What was the skin color of the majority of the people they were letting into America in the 1920s? White. What was the skin color of the people that they were letting in the least? Black, brown. Doesn't this show the wisdom of Master Farah Muhammad's father? So he came because he knew that they had 
after the 400 years of slavery, they had put a seed of hatred in us that we hated and disbelieved anything in black. We wouldn't believe anything in black. So they thought that they were conditioning us not only to hate ourselves, but they thought that they were conditioning us to reject this reject God when he came in his in, in his natural skin. But Allah says in the Holy Quran that I'm the best planner. So he came, they oh he, he looking at our oh they okay, they're making us hate, they're making the people of God hate black skin. They preparing them to when the light shines into the darkness, they're gonna they're gonna comprehend it not. Then I'm gonna go and make a special body. And in this body, I'm gonna pull, put my whip, my, my, my spirit in it, and he's gonna come. And he came during that time like a thief in the night. Got past their white supremacy. They didn't even realize. And it even got past the white supremacy that exists in the mind, the, the white supremacy and black inferiority that exists in the mind of black people. And this is why in Revelations 12, when one of the scriptures is one of the meanings of this scripture is talking about Master Farah Muhammad's mother, as taught to us by the honorable minister Lord's Farrakhan, it says there was a wonder in heaven. This woman giving birth all throughout the Bible. You read stories about a woman giving birth. Why? What made this woman's birth so, so, so special that they called it a wonder in, the, in heaven? Why was it so amazing? Why was it so shocking? Why was it so shocking? Because this was the first time in trillions of years that a woman of this skin tone was going to be the vessel that would produce the body that will hold Allah's spirit during this time. But that was only for a moment in a time. I hope you got that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Next hand that I see. Uh, I don't see can, I, can I say one more thing on that? Yes, sir. Here's another scripture. But for some people who be talking about, y'all say that God was more. Well, from a Christian perspective, Isaiah 9, first, verse 6, it said this, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and a government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called a wonderful counselor and a what? A mighty what? God. Everlasting father, the prince of peace. So they're saying this is going to be a child who's going to be born, and he's going to grow up to become a what? God. Yes. Look at this from the Islamic standpoint. They talk about the Mahdi. Look what the, they say that the Mahdi is a, what is the Mahdi a normal spirit? Mm -mm. The Mahdi is a normal what? Man. Look at what Prophet Muhammad said in this hadith. The world will not come to pass until a man from among my family whose name will be my name rules after the Arabs. Meaning his name will be Muhammad as well. But is it a spirit from among his family? Is a what from among his family? A man. A man. So that means he had to have a father and a mother. Just something to think about. Yes, sir. Uh, people often ask about the replays. If you all just simply text the word nation to 833-276-7174 every day, we also send the replay to your phone. Also, this is streaming on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all live. So right after the call, if you guys later on want to check out the YouTube, go to the YouTube channel, hit on the live part, and all of the power calls are saved so you can rewatch them later on the YouTube as well. 
Next question we have from Sister TT. Yes, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Um, um, please correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I've I've heard that Elijah Muhammad is the last prophet and Master Farad Muhammad is the last prophet. I was just wondering what does that mean? If are they one in the same or great question. Let me go back to my slide. I'll initially start off with this. You know, some people try to say because of some aspects of our lessons that they will say that Master Farah Muhammad, he's not a lie. He said he was a prophet. And you come across people who will say stuff like this. Let me get you to, to this. Okay, here we go. In this book, and brother, brother is on YouTube. His name, you can find him under the name of, not YouTube on Facebook, you can find him under the name of Boris Muhammad or Rashad Muhammad. And he said, if you if you go on his page and you leave a comment, he'll tell you how to get copies of this book, Refuting the Myths, right? So it says, the la this latter claim is based largely on the fact that in the early literature, such as Lost Farm Muslim Lesson Number 1 through 40, Masfarah Muhammad is referred to as a prophet, W.D. Farah. The argument is that he originally identified himself as a prophet. But Dhamma Elijah Muhammad later misunderstood him to be God. That's what some people say. But look what the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad said in an interview with Hatim Shaheed in 1951. Quote, he, speaking about Master Rahm Muhammad, did not teach us that he was a prophet. We used to call him a prophet. I made the followers call him a prophet because I did not know exactly what name to give him. No one called him a prophet before me. Remember when the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad immediately knew who Master Farah Muhammad was, he began to start, he jumped out with the zeal, starting teaching it, and Master Farah Muhammad pulled him back in and said, brother, don't feed the baby meat before you give them milk. And he told Matt, he told the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad to be slow on revealing his identity at this point because he knew he still was dealing with black folks who still believed that God was floating around in the sky with lightning bolts. So the messenger goes further. First, I thought we should call him master. Later, I thought we should call him prophet. And later, I told them that he is neither uh, neither of either one. I said that we should call him almighty God. He, Farad, came to Chicago and delivered a speech in which he said, I am God himself. And I looked at him and he looked at me when he said, so he did not say that I'm a prophet, but he said that I am the one who comes in the last day, end of quote. There were some instances where Master Rahm Muhammad told several people that he was alive. When they brought him to court after arresting him in Detroit, then when the judge asked him, who was he? He said, he told him his identity. He told a police officer, the two detectives, that they assigned to him who he was, right? So some people, when they talk, the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad never, he says that he's never, not a prophet. We don't see uh, the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad as a prophet. The last prophet, the seal of the prophets is Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, as is, is mentioned in the Quran. He's the seal of the prophets, but we don't see Prophet Muhammad as the last messenger because Allah says in the Holy Quran, he's going to send a messenger to every nation. Well, where's our messenger? So we see the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad as the last messenger of Allah, not as a prophet. And I'm going to play this audio. Let me, let me see if I can. Let me know if you're I don't say I'm a prophet because this. 
Well, I mean, that just answered the question right there. Hey, you had that on. You had that on ready, huh? Uh, hopefully, y'all can hear. It. I'm gonna play it for you one more again. I don't say I'm a prophet because it's the end of prophets. Uh oh. I'm a messenger of God and not a prophet. I got nothing to prophesy because this the end of prophets. So I got nothing to prophesy. Elijah. The man that's prophesied in the Bible, spoken of in a few places in the Quran, as a righteous man, good man, the Holy Quran give it to him, and that he was with the number of those prophets, but not exactly referring to him as a prophet, because Elijah is not to come to prophesy, but to deliver the final message to the people and join with God. That's right from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad himself. Let me know if y'all can hear this. Can y'all hear this? Let me know if y'all can hear this. Fam, what is you saying? Can y'all hear that song? Yes. Y'all heard yes, it loud. Y'all heard it loud and clear. Yes. Hey, this song right here from Brother Young Khan the Don family. This going he's talking about Master Father Muhammad. So check it out. Fam, what is you saying? Dude, it's the new millennium. Nigga, you still believing in a spook, a, a mystery, a ghost coming out the damn sky? Fam, that ain't, that's not what it do. I'ma call my boy here. Hey, Con, young Con. Man, would you teach this dude something, man? Damn. Uh, who is God? The people wanna know. He ain't a spook, damn, sure he ain't a ghost. But he is a man who ain't hard to see. Exodus chapter 15 verse 3 Makes everything plain When it says that the Lord is a man of war And the Lord is his name Somebody ran game And told you a lie About a mystery God floating up in the sky But you and I We both created in his image And since you can't argue with it Let me finish Cause he can see, he can hear, he can talk, talk. Got hands, got feet, and he can walk but we all thought, and we was taught, that he's a spirit. The truth shall set you free, you know it when you hear it. Now how can he be everywhere at the same time, and be a mystery, something that you can't find? It just don't make sense, son. Mathematically, we could never take three and put it into one. I know for some that is truly hard, but the answer is simple to the question of who is God. So you saying, you saying God is a man, right? I mean, but... How a man gonna be God? I mean, he be knowing everything. Like, I mean, when was he born? What, I mean, what'd he be on? The Bible calls him the Son of Man. Because in truth, that's exactly what he is, if you understand. If you've seen the Son, then you've seen the Father. But right here is where it gets a little bit harder. Cause if the sun is white, and God is white, and God is good Are we the opposite up in the hood? You say what color don't matter If it didn't, why did Michelangelo, when he painted him, make him a cracker? The slave master got his hands full Cause the book said that he had hair like lamb's wool And feet like brass, burnt in an oven, not Michelangelo's cousin He sure what? Don't be a hater, cause these are the facts, man 
Jesus was and is a black man. Yeah. I know for some that it's truly hard, but the answer is simple to the question of who is God. Why does the scripture say God will come, huh? Where has he been and where is he from? If every eye shall see him as he is, then he has to look something like you and me. You disagree? Let me state my case. Cause he did speak to Moses face to face. He came in sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. From the east to the west, yes. Like a thief in the night, no alibi. Chapter 4, 4 through 6, book of Malachi. He raised Elijah, they did they think. Read Deuteronomy 18, 18. In 1930, he made himself known. To represent the black man and put him back on his throne. I know for some that it has to be hard to accept God in Master Farah. Muhammad, he's the one we've been waiting on. With the power to destroy our enemies and take Satan on. Now you know who God is. Make your mind up and let Louis Farrakhan serve as a reminder. Man, you, man, you, you, you on some other stuff, man. Hey, that's Brother Young Khan the Don right there, family. That's Brother Young Khan the Don. He said he made that song in 2010. Brother Young Khan the Don, if you can come on and let us know where they can get that song. Uh, people want to support you. They ask, where can they find the link, man? Where can they? I mean, he made it plain. Go ahead, Brother Young Khan, if you want to come off and let them know uh, where they can get that from. Uh, peace, peace. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. If, if you can hear me, all you got to do is text God to 219-299-49. Text God to 219-299-49. And I'm going to get it to you. Hey, Brother Ben, I'm out here listening uh, to y'all drop all this knowledge, man. Well, I'm doing this yard work. You know, got me up early. Might be on something new, y'all. So y'all tap in, man. Appreciate y'all, brother Willie. Keep doing your thing, brother King Cam, uh, assisting behind the boards, brother Wesley and brother Ben. Man, y'all doing an awesome work, man. Thank y'all for having me on the team because you know I want all the smoke. Back to you, brother Ben. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. All right, let's go back to brother King Cam. Do we have any more questions in the chat, brother King Cam? That yes. we missed. <clears throat> yes, sir. We we definitely had a, a lot more questions in the uh, in the chat, sister. Um, Erica3x said, could you please explain the evolution from Messiah to Mahdi God? Um, going back where the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has spoken on this, right? The Messiah just, Messiah just means one who's anointed. That's what, when you, when you study the Bible, they had this ritual where whoever the king of the children of Israel was, they will put oil on their head and they will say these is anointed. That was a ritual, but it's symbolic. The oil really means the knowledge and wisdom of God. So when a human being is given that, they are anointed. They are filled with the spirit of God, right? And remember, I talked about previously how there are several 
there when it under the tie under the the function of this title messiah there's aspects that master Farah muhammad fulfills there's aspects that the mozambelaj muhammad fulfills and the honorable minister louis farrakhan and it's the same with the Mahdi. Mahdi also means the self-guided one. But there are some Islamic scholars who talk about how Mahdi also means the guided one, right? And there are certain things that the Mahdi is going to do. So I will tell you, and there are certain aspects of the Mahdi that's going to be fulfilled, that, that has been fulfilled by the by Master Farah Muhammad, and some that's going to be fulfilled, and that is being fulfilled now, as we know, by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Willie. And, and I would just say, too, that that's uh, a little bit uh, more of that's a little bit more than we have really. A student minister Willie has time to really get into. It's, it's, um, when it's it comes, big. Yeah, that's a big one. Like that's a whole two hour presentation. Brother Minister Willie could probably come back and give as far as that's concerned. Family, so we um, want to kind of just stick with stay around Master Far Muhammad um, for the little bit of time that we have left. Uh the other, next question is from Sister Golda, who says that the enemy has convinced us that extraterrestrial means green and gray men. But by definition, extraterrestrial means of or from outside the earth or its atmosphere. Since mm -hmm. Master Fahd Muhammad and the scientists are not from this planet per se, is it safe to say that by definition, Master Fahd Muhammad is an extraterrestrial? Uh Master Farah Muhammad and the scientists are from this earth. He was born as we are taught in, in Mecca. And we are taught that the scientists are born on this earth and they're raised. Some of them who are raised to fly the wheel, they're raised from, from childhood. So when you look at it from the standpoint outside of this world, outside of the, we can look at it from not so much outside of this physical earth that we're on, but, but outside of the world of the white man. So there's a scripture in the Revelation that says, let he who has wisdom calculate the number of the beast. Not everybody is going to be able to calculate the number of the beast because you have to have a certain wisdom. So there's people that's outside. They have never been touched by the devil, the devil's civilization. And from that sense, they are out of worldly. They are out of they are not from this earth. And that is the world of this Caucasian. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Uh Brother Willie, I think you covered that. Um, and there is a, another question. I'm just trying to scroll because it's, it's actually a lot of questions. Uh, so just bear with you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Sister Brianna. Then we're going to come back to you. Sister Brianna. Okay. Yes, sir. So my question is some people don't believe that. Master Farah Muhammad is himself because when he came here, he had to study. And it's kind of like a, a two-part to the question. Um, the Quran is here to verify the Bible, right? So it does explain who Master Farah Muhammad is. However, how can we um, relay the message that Master Farah Muhammad is him through scripture when people don't want to even look into the Quran, even though it's here to verify the Bible. So, uh, can you repeat that? Because I'm not clear on what you're asking. I know I heard the first part where they say because they say because he studies. Right. Some people say he can't be God because God is all knowing and he studies. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah. of course I have my own answer, but I'd like to see your answer. And then the other question is, since the Bible does teach us of Massafar of Muhammad and the Quran verifies it, there are some people who don't want to read the Quran. They only want to read the Bible. Right. So how can we prove that Master Fard Muhammad is him through Bible uh, itself, even though the Bible is tampered with? Does that make sense? Uh, how can we prove? I mean, we know for a fact that it can be proven through the Bible because the Mozambi Lodge Muhammad has. Right. And remember what the Mozambi Lodge Muhammad says. He says we believe in the truth of the Bible, but we believe it has been tampered with. All we have to understand not all of the Bible is tampered, has been tampered with, right? And the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad raised up an entire nation, teaching them the reality of God, primarily first through the Bible. So what I would say, what we would have to do, we have no better example than in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who uses the Bible to teach our people how to go through it. Like sometimes brothers and sisters, and I may Allah be pleased with them, Brother Jabril actually said this, he said that after you have, if you're having a discussion or a debate with somebody, after you have presented concrete evidence, rational, reasonable, intelligent evidence, and they still hold on to their position, you got to let it go. Because some people just don't want, their ego is so caught up in their position that they don't want to leave it. But after you have stated the facts and proven your case, like we did on yesterday, I don't know if you saw the presentation. But I think by Allah's grace from what I've patterned after the Honorable Minister Lord Farrakhan, that we were able to show the reality of God from the Bible. Right. And when it talk about God studying, I want to pull this up. I want, but I want to pull this up. But I'm going to say this in Surah 43, verse four. I pulled part of it up. Let me see if I can get it up. I want to, I want Surah 43, verse four. I'm going to show I'm going to share my screen, brother. Uh. Because I, I, it's nothing like visually being able to see this. All right. Can y'all see the Quran? Can you all see it? Yes, sir. You yes, see sir. Verse, look at verse four. Surah 43, verse four. In the name of a lot of beneficence, the merciful. And it is in the original of the book with us. I'm going to start from verse. I'm going to start from verse one. Beneficent God. By the book that makes manifest. Surely we have made in an Arabic Quran that you may understand. And it is in the original of the book with us, truly elevated, full of wisdom. Allah is saying in this scripture that the Quran that we currently have, that was revealed in Arabic to the Arabs, it comes from a larger book. And who does he say the book is with? Us. Oh. So that means God right now, as we're on this call, God has what with him? The book. A book. What do people do with books? They read them. Read them. And then are books, are books just drop out the air by themselves or do somebody have to compile a book? It got to be written. Somebody has to compile it. So if God has a book, According to what he says in the Holy Quran with him, is it far-fetched for us to say that God reads? No, sir. Is, right? Now look at Revelation. This is from the Bible standpoint. Chapter 5, a brother had asked about this earlier, or this scripture. 
Revelation chapter five. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who's sitting on the throne. That says a scroll. I'm a, another translation. We get another translation. But we know what a scroll is, right? A scroll is a what? That's, it's, that's the old way of saying a book. Look, look at this one right here, the, the New King James Version. Let me, I want, I want you to get this. Close this. Close this. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on our backside sealed with seven seals. Who has the book in their hand? God. So if he has a book in the corner, this it says written within, there are words in it. Are we saying that there's a book that has words in it and God ain't read the words? Who wrote the words? Remember the Mosai Elijah Muhammad said, Master Prophet Muhammad told him that he had a Quran that he wanted to give him that was written by his own what? Hand. See, this is what it goes into the reality of God. They got us so spooky that they say God is all knowing. How can you... The stuff that we know when we came out of the womb of our mother, did we have to learn something? Yes, sir. <laughs> you see, you get my point. And so remember the history of the teaching of the Mosai Elijah Muhammad. We're talking about the educational process where Master Farad Muhammad had to learn. Let's let's say this. We say that Master Farad Muhammad is a lying person. I want to put, put yourself in this example. Imagine you got off of this, this Zoom and you met Master Farah Muhammad and he tells you, look, for the next three and a half years, I'm going to need you to meet me so many times out of the week for so many hours out of the day. And I'm going to teach you everything that I know. And then I'm going to go away and just die. If he teaches you everything that you know, everything that he knows, who do you become? Him. Were you always him? Were you him before he taught you? No, sir. So you had to be nope. taught. And that's what I'm talking about when the Mosai Elijah Muhammad talks about the reality of God. It's a process. People have been given this Alice in Wonderland understanding of God, right? And, and then can I show this other? I want to show this other slide because I know we, we about to wrap up. Look at this. And I can imagine some people may be feeling like this. Check this out. What Prophet Muhammad said. That's some other stuff. I, if I needed to bring up, I was going to bring it up. I'm going to find this. It'll be Master from Muhammad. Okay, here we go. Okay. Prophet Muhammad said these words. Quote. Islam began as something strange and it will return to being strange. So bless all the strangers. When they first began to start practicing Islam in Arabia, it looked strange because everybody else was practicing polytheism. But the prophet said Islam will return strange. That when people hear this real Islam again, this true Islam again, it's going to sound strange. And to those who've been practicing Islam and those who've been following their understanding of God, hearing the teachings of the Mosai Elijah Muhammad sounds strange because it goes against what the enemy has taught us in this absence of God. So you hear the man say that God exists in a physical form. Oh, Lord, that sounds strange. 
You hear the man while the world is telling you eat three, four, five, six times a day. This man said, God told me that we should eat one meal every day and then fast three times out of a month. Oh, Lord, that feel, that sounds strange. You hear the man that said that God taught him they, he uses intelligence and found skilled men, engineers, scientists who helped build a humanly built plane. That's what he says in message to the black man. It's a humanly built plane, not built by some aliens. It was built on earth. Doesn't that sound strange? But that is for we are in fulfillment of what the Mozambique or what Prophet Muhammad said was going to happen. Islam will return strange. But look what it says, who the strangers are. They asked them, who are the strangers? Those few who left their tribes for Islam. Many of us left our tribes. The tribe of being a Baptist, the tribe of being a Catholic, the tribe of being an atheist, right? Then it says those that correct the people when they become corrupt. Hasn't the most Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that Islam will rise in the West and we would have to correct some of the stuff that's taking place in the East in addition to correcting the stuff that we're seeing in America? Then it says they are a small group of people among a large evil population. Those who oppose them are more than those who follow them. Everybody, the vast majority of the people in Mecca believe in the Quran. They're not surrounded by a large evil population. But what about us? As it says in the book of Revelation, it says the misery Babylon has become a habitation of devils. A cage for every foul bird and spirit. And here we are, this little nation of Islam, we are surrounded and opposed by a large group of people who are doing evil. I hope you get that point, right? So yes, Master Farah Muhammad study. And we can make the case in the Quran and the Bible, God has a book. So I would imagine he reading and he's studying it. I hope that was clear. Yes, sir. You're on mute, brother Ben. My yes, bad. sir. That was clear. My bad. Uh, I was going to say, I don't see any current hands up, so we're going to go back to King Cam for the chat. Yes, sir. So, in the chat, what other great minds, this is from Brother Fahim, what other great minds did Massify Muhammad meet with and or influence besides the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad, well, I heard from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, some of the writings of the Mozambi Elijah Muhammad, we're taught that Master Farah Muhammad met some people. We're told that he met the, the guy who was considered to be the founder of the Jehovah's Witness. And I think they used to be called the Watchtower. And we're taught that shortly after that, meeting this man, he changed it from the Watchtower to Jehovah's Witness. There's some debate the Mozambique Elijah Muhammad and Mother Tanetta in an article that's on the final call talks about how Master Farah Muhammad also met some scientists, uh, met some people, but they didn't give the specific names. I know there's a an interview online that's saying is Master Farah Muhammad talking to Albert Einstein, but I can't verify that, so I don't really go into that. But I know he met people. He was in and out of America for 20 years teaching people. So there's some people he taught that they didn't know who he was, but he left a seed there, left a seed there that was sprouted at a certain time that will begin to start germinating in, in, in his time. So we know 
the guy from the watchtower. And I heard that he also met one of the people who, who uh, a brother, one well, of not a brother, but one of the former presidents of the United States of America. The name escapes me right now. But the most important thing that he, he, he people that he met is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Because if it were not for him, we would not even be on this call talking about Master Farah Muhammad. I have a question. I know many people, because of how they've been taught about God, have a hard time understanding man being God because they think, well, God is perfect. And so when we hear Brother Jabril say, did God study? So they're like, whoa, God had to study? I thought he was all-knowing, all-perfect all and all this, right? So can you break that concept down about, because of us as humans, we're not perfect per se. We make mistakes. We have thoughts, whatever the case may be. How is it that a man can be God and if God is perfect? Hmm. We have a, our understanding of perfect is not correct. Our understanding of perfection is off. Go, I think it's in the book of Hebrews where it says, it says Jesus became perfect through suffering. Mm. But we think perfection is you just born that way. No, the way you think about this, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan mentioned that he mentioned this on, he mentioned this on Saturday. He said he quoted with a Mosan Elijah Muhammad in our lesson said no mistake should exist among the laborers, right? He said, how is it that no mistake should exist among the laborers? He said, because we will get the opportunity if our ego doesn't get in the way, where we will get the opportunity to go and begin to correct our mistakes. So if imagine if every one of us corrected our mistakes and learned a lesson from our mistakes and didn't repeat it again. And if we mastered that, wouldn't every time we do that, we'll get closer and closer to to becoming, uh, we'll get closer and closer to becoming perfect. Yes, sir. Huh? See, this, yes, enemy, this enemy has given us a misunderstanding about not only God, but a lot of stuff. Perfection. There's the, the, the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan said there's nothing perfect. Even the, even the earth is not even a, a perfect circle. It's oval. So to get more understanding of that, Go and read uh, the minister's article titled The Wobble of Human Nature, right? The Wobble of Human human Nature. And he talks, the Wobble of Human Nature, and he talks about, he talks about that. So I want to show you something. And this was, this is, I find this amazing. I'm about to share my screen again. When people be thinking like, oh, God knows. Yeah, God, compared to us, God knows everything. Like, we don't have the wisdom to be able to pinpoint any imperfections in God's creation, but they are some. Look at this. This is in Exodus chapter 2, right? And this is a different translation. Look at verse 24. And God heard their moaning and groaning and remembered his covenant with Isaac. And then it said, and he looked upon the children of Israel and had great respect. I'm trying to find this verse where they say, God heard the moaning and groaning of the children of Israel, and he came down to see if their moaning and groaning was all the way real. Well, wait a minute, God. If you know it all, why you got to come down and see if it's all the way real? See, the teachers of the Mosaic Elijah Muhammad, the reality of God really grows us up into a mature understanding of God. And I'm going to say this. Go, go study the book of Exodus. 
Many of us don't realize how much of God's will is on us to do and not God. I'm going to repeat that again. Many of us don't understand that much of the building of the kingdom of God is on us to do and not God. In the book of Exodus, we know God came down to Exodus because the children of Israel were being oppressed. Did God ever say any word directly to Pharaoh? No, sir. Yes, sir. He never mentioned, he, he ain't even talked to Pharaoh. God raised up Moses and Aaron and sent them to go talk to Pharaoh. Did God lead the children of Israel out of, ex, out of Egypt himself? No, sir. Who did he give the responsibility to do that? Moses. Moses, Moses and Aaron. Moses and, Aaron. and the children of Israel. Right. right? Check this out. I was reading this in Exodus 14. I think Exodus 14. The children of Israel saw Pharaoh gathering up his armies coming after them. And they started getting shook. They're like, oh, oh, God. Oh, Lord. Moses, the Pharaoh and his people come to kill us. Call on God. Tell God, do something. Tell God, do something. And Moses didn't really want to go back to God, bothering God with that. But he went anyway and he, and he went to God. Look at what God told him. You can go read this. It's, I believe it's Exodus 14. God told Moses, man, why are you calling on me? That's crazy. I mean, I'm not crazy, but that may imagine you going to God, asking God to help you do something. And God said, man, why are you calling on me? God told Moses, he said, tell, tell the children of Israel to get their butt up and then get out of there. And then in that scripture, it says, while, while Pharaoh and the Egyptians were getting ready to come after the children of Israel, it said that God was in a cloud by day and a, a pillar of fire by night. So he's sitting there looking at all of this stuff. Dang, God, why you don't just drop one of them bombs and kill the children, of, kill the, the people in, in Egypt and let the children of Israel just walk out? Maybe because God was trying to let them know that if I keep intervening in everything, every time you call me, after I have given you knowledge of yourself, you will never grow to know you are God. Think about children whose parents always come to their rescue, always trying to solve their problem. What happens to those children? They become dependent. They become dependent. They never learn about their own independence. They never learn about the God in themselves, right? Now, let's go further. Let's go further. People are quick when we talk about sin. We're going to talk about the obvious stuff, lying, fornication, adultery, stealing, killing. But there's another sin that we don't talk about that many of us are guilty of. And you know what that sin is? That's the, the being an atheist of self. Mm. Not believing in the God of self. And check this out. That anger God. So they was doing all this time. They praying to God, God, please get us out of Egypt. Please give us a land of our own. Please, God, please get Pharaoh off of our back. Please stop Pharaoh from killing our sons. God heard their prayers. And then God raised up Moses and Aaron was their answer. But in their mind, they looking for God to come down and throw lightning bolts and kill them and then put them in heaven and they don't have to do nothing at all. So God brings them, God used Moses and Aaron and themselves to get them out of Egypt. Look what God says. 
He says, give me two men of every of your people and send them to go see this promised land. He didn't even go to the promised land. He sent them. They go to the promised land. They come back. The scripture said that they had grapes that were so big it took two men to carry. You've never seen grapes like that. But that's just symbolic to let you know how, 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 how uh, uh, fertile and how rich this land was. The potential, the potential that was there. So they came back. They like, God, man, everything you said about that land is real. It's true. But then guess what some of them said? But God, they got some giants over there. Can you go and kill them for us, God? And you know what happened? God got angry. He told Moses, he said, Moses, let them wander in the wilderness for 40 days, or 40 years, or whatever it is. 40 days or whatever. And he said, I want everybody who thinks like that. I want, I don't even want them to enter into the promised land. Let them die. Because God was saying, damn it, I just raised up a man who could barely, who had spoke with a stammering tongue and he took on Pharaoh. And I, Moses and Aaron caused the plague. They, they were the ones that was causing the plagues. And all of that. Go look through the scriptures. God worked through all of them. And God saying, here, I just raised up one of your brothers to show you I made him a God over Pharaoh. And he got y'all out of he got y'all out of Egypt using my wisdom. And now y'all going to get to the promised land, which y'all been crying for. And y'all going to punk out. Y'all want me to kill the giants? Oh, no, I know what y'all want. Y'all want a welfare hereafter. Y'all want a food stamp hereafter. Y'all want to hear after where all y'all don't have to do nothing and I got to do all of the work. You know something? I don't want that. So let that mindset die. And if you look in Exodus, most of the stuff that was done, it was done by Moses and Aaron following God's guidance. And a lot of times why we don't have what we should have right now, because we still are waiting on the mystery God. When God has given us knowledge, wisdom and understanding and told us was God allowed us to get the skills. We got to go and build it. But we want to put the responsibility all on the most high Elijah Muhammad, all on the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. Oh, what you going to do? And I close with this story. There was a man who had a farm. So one day he on his way to the market. But it had rained previously, so his his um his wagon got stuck in the mud. So he's just sitting on the wagon. Man, all my watermelons are gonna, all my watermelons are gonna go bad. I'm not gonna be able to sell my potatoes. I'm not gonna be able to sell my carrots. Oh man, man. Then he said, I'm about to pray to God. God, please help my wagon get up out of this mud. God, please do this. God, please do this. They say God got, they say God was so angry. God came down himself and told him, get your ragged. I'm giving the uptown version of the story. Get your raggedy behind off of that damn wagon and get behind the wagon and push the wagon and tell your muse to move. The man got down. Well, he pushed, he pushed, move, move. And guess what happened to the wagon? It came out of the mud. God got ready to go. God looked at that boy with that, that uptown boot in his mouth. God looked at him and said, let me tell you something. Don't you ever pray to me again without getting up trying to do something first yourself. And he said, if you ever call on me with the mindset of praying and not doing something, 
all your prayers are going to be in vain. Look at our prayers in Islam. Other people pray like this. People pray like this. People get on their knees. But in Islam, our prayer is you are praying and you are moving. So God is telling us, no, it ain't just about praying, but then you got to get up and do something based upon your prayers. Come on. And what I'm saying is right in accord with what Allah says in the Holy Quran. He says that Allah will not change the condition of a people until they first do what? Change it themselves. Change then themselves. In the, then in the lessons, in the problem book, look what Allah says, Master Farah Muhammad. He says, sit yourself in heaven at once. This is the greatest desire of your brother and your teachers. Yes, sir. Meaning our brother and our teachers want to sit back and clap their hands and say, look at my student taking what I learned and putting it into practice. And look at this. If I'm not mistaken, I think that the promised land is, I think that was in the book of Numbers chapter 13, if I'm not mistaken. We have problem number 13 in our lessons. For those who are on who don't know what I'm talking about, when you become a registered member, you get these lessons by Master Farah Muhammad, where he's examining the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And there's a problem, problem number 13. It says, after learning Islam, which is mathematics. Hold on, let me get my book. Hey, man, brain. <laughs> Brother Willie on fire this morning, boy. Y'all... Listen, hey, if, if, if you ain't inviting nobody to this type of call every morning, we should we should feel guilty, man. We know we got brothers and sisters all over the world that need this inspiration, that need this word of God, that need this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and we not invite nobody. You already know how hard it is to get us to go down the street to a physical place. Now we out. now we making it easy for you to come get it on Zoom. Golly, check this out. Problem number 13. And for those who have it, I want you to go and study. And it's online now. You can find it. After learning mathematics, which is Islam, and Islam is mathematics, it stands true, right? You can prove, you can do, check this out. I want somebody to count this. Every time I say the word you or something connected to you, you, yourself, or something, I want you to count that. Can y'all somebody count that for me? Check it out. <laughs> After learning mathematics, which is Islam, and Islam is mathematics, it stands true. You can always prove it at no limit of time. Then you must learn to use it and secure some benefit while you are living. That is luxury, money, good homes, friendship, and all walks of life. Set yourself in heaven at once. That is the greatest desire of your brother and teachers. Now you must speak the language so you can use your mathematical theology in the proper term. Otherwise, you would not be successful unless you do speak well, for she knows all about you. Who has to 11. do the work? How many times you or your, how many, what's your number? What y'all got? 11. 11. 11. Who is he putting, who is he putting, they say, in, in education? Who is the heavy lifting being put on? Us. But many of us in our mind, we waiting for God and God is saying, listen, I have already given you the knowledge of who you are. I taught you that I'm in you, that I'm closer to you than your juggler vein, that I've given you the power to say being it is that I told my servant to tell you whatever you conceive in your mind, you can bring it to existence. But we still waiting around for that. 
But it says after learning Islam, which is mathematics, right? And if we're not able to manifest and do the things that we say that we want to do, you know, that's an indicator of brothers and sisters that we haven't learned Islam. Oh, I know that's a very hard reality, huh? I could be like, oh, I know mathematics. I know algebra. Yeah, I know algebra. And then I take that test and the teacher give me the test back. I got a 50 on it. I don't know algebra. So if we're not able to use the power that's in us, that's an example that we got to go back to the classroom and learn mathematics. But what's mathematics? Mathematics includes subtraction, addition, division, multiplication. Right? Did I get, get it all? Some things in our life that we need to subtract. There's some things in our life that we need to add. Division means separating. There's some things that we need to separate ourselves from. And there's some good qualities in our life that we need to multiply. We need to increase their presence. But the work is on us. And we sitting back here waiting for the guy. And I'm gonna here's another little thing when you look got, at this. We got one more uh, minute, brother. We got in that twenty. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, my brother. That's 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 it. That's that's enough right there. Hey, amazing. That's amazing. Hey man, listen, welcome to this morning's power call, man. Man, we on fire, man. We just on fire this morning, man. All praise is due to Allah for Brother Willie coming on, blessing us again. As y'all see, we might have to see if we can bring him back. I know he's about to start school, so we're going to have to see when we can make that happen. But, man, got, what, to, what is Yeah, today is Tuesday. I have one. I got a report tomorrow at 1 o'clock, so I don't know. I got one more day if you want if you want to do it. Because they got some slides about Master Farah Muhammad. Some addressing some of the myths that we could have dealt with too, but it's on you all, man. If yes, you want to do something tomorrow, I'm good. Yes, sir. We got some planned for tomorrow, so we'll we, we, yeah. we'll figure it out, man. But uh, I want to give you guys an update. We got 71 people that's from this call that signed up to be a special guest on the Friday night study group in the Nation of wow. Islam in wow. a particular area. So all of you all who the sister contacted you all, she's she's working on getting the locations and things of that nature, uh, nature now. Wow. Remember, when you go to the study group, when you sign in, put my name on 10, 12, 39, she's going to wow. give you my ID, take a picture of the sign-in sheet, and always remember to send it back to her. If you signed up, she's going to get to you this week. If you would like to join a study yeah. group, again, you don't have to join the nation if you're not ready, but if you would like to check out the study group in your local city, go to www.noistudygroup.com, www.noistudygroup.com. Also, also, if you are watching this on the stream and you want to come on a Zoom every morning with us, Monday through Friday, text the word NATION to 833-276-7174. Again, text the word NATION to 833 833- Two seven six seven one seven four. Inshallah, we'll see you guys in the morning at eight a.m. Central Time. We're also gonna put the donation link for Muhammad Maz number forty six, where Brother Student Minister is over. He's been blessing us with his time. He's been on here for two days, so we're gonna have Brother Wesley drop that uh, that donation link inside the Telegram for those who want to support and uh, you know just encourage your brother to just keep on teaching and doing what he's doing. But whenever we bring somebody to the power call, we always don't want to just support with the emojis. Support with the claps. We want to support with some money as well because we know there is no mystery, guys. So we'll see you guys in the morning, family. Assalamu alaikum.